things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Well, welcome back. Grace and peace, everybody. Welcome back to an episode of All Things Theology. Where's your host, K Dub? And today, today, y'all, think I've might have heard the worst sermon I've ever heard in my life. So you guys will see what I mean once we get into that. Um, recently, I received an email. Uh, first of all, let's 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 discuss what we're talking about. And I totally blame. I totally blame. I totally, all this sermon blame is, is on a gentleman who's in the chat right now. I, I don't know if he wants to be named, but Pastor Trey. The blame is on you for sending me this sermon. So, should have never said. When I say I had trouble sleeping. Anyways, well, this sermon was sent to me and he told me to check out his timestamp. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adrian, you, you, you're, you're not exempt either. So, the culpability is on you two gentlemen for this. <laughs> they sent me some. Well, Pastor Trey sent me uh, the sermon. Check out this time step, and I was like, "Wow, that's heretically bad." But let me let me check out the full sermon because I don't want to be accused of isolating clips. I'll listen to all the sermon, and, and guys, it's, it's two hours long. This sermon, you know, it's two hours long. So I mean. Can't knock them for shortness, I guess. Um, and then when I stated that I was going to review this video, Adrian sent me a clip, Instagram post of Mike Todd's. And one of the things we're going to see is Mike Todd's dependency upon Miles Monroe. We will enter to introduce you to Miles Monroe. Um, if you have never had the pleasure, I don't know if I could use that word of knowing who he is but first and foremost let's let's show uh and, and and by the way i'm not the only one so it's not just the anti mike todd you know anti he's he's not a calvinist or he's not in the reform movement so i'm hating that's not where i'm coming from because there's been people in charismatic circles who's also noticed this did you know miles monroe's son miles monroe's son has been coming after mike todd yeah in a video called Mike Todd, It's Truth Time, let's be honest and credit Dr. Miles Monroe. Now, I believe one of the things that's articulated in this video, up in, especially up until this sermon, is that Mike Todd was sharing a lot about kingdom, but he never mentioned Miles Monroe. And I think he was forced to by this sermon. You know, this video came out, uh, Miles Monroe Jr. was coming out saying, hey, you're stealing all my dad's material, but you're not giving him credit. Which is a fair critique, right? Which is a, a fair critique. Now, he's stealing heresy, so in one sense, you're like, I mean, <laughs> you're both are in error, right? And so, Mike Todd, I think, made this post kind of like, hey, I'm giving credit to, Mike, to Miles Monroe. Hey, <laughs> let's check this out. Check this out. Uh, first off, TC, 
made a history in the making like book of our history is phenomenal i'm going through and look what i found i found the day that my parents um merged their church spirit and truth with greenwood christian center and subsequently i became the youth pastor what am i doing right there i have no idea what i'm signing up for but the og miles monroe joined together my parents brendan tommy todd gary and debbie mcintosh and then because of this i'm standing here looking like doo doo the fool i have no idea what i'm signing up for but me and bishop standing next to each other no idea what's coming but um this man believed in me that man has taught me so much uh it's just crazy like the kingdom moment that's happening here that will check this out And so, yeah, uh, so there he is giving his shout out to Miles Monroe for uh, installing his uh, former pastor, uh, uh, Bishop McIntosh, and his, his, his mother and father. Did you know that? His mother and father seemed to be uh, fairly close with Miles Monroe, at least some form of relationship, right? Um, let's read the, inst the post. Under that, though, that's that part is kind of hard to see in the video, but this is clearly Mike Todd. And he says the past, the quote unquote past produces gratitude for the present and gives us fuel for the future. Grateful for the many generals in my life that have paved the way for me to become who I am today. He says without the in-depth teachings of Dr. Miles Monroe and the experiences of watching him live through Bishop Gary. Yes, Adrian says, Gary McIntosh, that's correct, <laughs> who is really the one, uh, sorry, let me finish this, uh, and the experience of watching him live through Bishop Gary, bringing him to Greenwood Christian Center, now Transformation Church, conferences, I would have never been exposed to the revelation, revelations of the kingdom. So one of the things we're going to see co constantly in this video is, and I'm going to demonstrate, my, uh, Mike Todd is just a young, hip version of Miles Monroe. That's, I mean, he, he takes literally all his, his stuff in this sermon. And he's just representing the kingdom. Remember, that's his whole thing. It's sadly, the representative of the kingdom is just Miles Monroe. Uh, he goes on to say, I am thankful for the life, wisdom, family, and legacy of Dr. Monroe. To God be the glory for all the things he's done. Let's keep representing the kingdom. For those who don't know, Dr. Miles Monroe died in a tragic um, plane crash over a decade ago. It was, and I'm, I don't want to make little of what happened. It's it's a sad moment when anybody loses their life. Um, but the sad thing is that he was teaching heresy, and we will demonstrate that very clearly by the end of the time we watch this sermon. I think you guys will come to the conclusion that. Mike Todd is to be avoided as well as Dr. Miles Monroe. So this is how the sermon started off. And I said to myself, this is very ironic. So check this out. To everybody shout at me, go into all the world and make them understand what you understand. The problem is most of us don't understand what we should understand. So this is why we're in week four of a series called what? 
kingdom. Now, I thought that was ironic because what we're going to hear over and over throughout this message is Mike Todd's misunderstanding of the kingdom, God, and man. By the time you watch this video, you will come to the conclusion, wow, what Bible is he reading, right? I mean, you're going you're gonna to ask this question a lot from St. Westbrook. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? But I knew this sermon was going to be bad once I heard this. And today, I'm, I'm going to take us to the Greek. I'm going to take us to the Hebrew. I'm going to take us to some stuff you ain't never been in before. You're going to be like, how do you pronounce that? And we're going to work it out together. I knew the sermon was going to be very bad once Mike Todd <laughs> was going to try to go to the Hebrew and Greek. But I said, you know what? I'll, I'll give him credit. I'll, 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 I'll listen to him, right? I'll hear him out. Let me give you this warning or, or admonition when you listen to Mike Todd. Anytime Mike Todd tells you a word means something, anytime Mike Todd tells you the Greek word is there, anytime Mike Todd quotes a Bible verse, double check. Because one thing you're going to see quite often, and I, and, and I didn't even put all of them in here, you know, just because it's kind of like, ah, this, I mean, that's little. Um, he misquotes verses. He says a Greek word is in a text that's not there. He says a word means this and doesn't mean that. I mean, he's done that multiple times in his ministry. I mean, very quick Google searches would tell you, oh, uh, you know, yeah, that's not there. Or, oh, I don't mean that. Or it doesn't conclude that. Um, it, it makes me ask the question, does Mike Todd actually study for his sermons? Or is someone just giving him this material and he's just, you know, requoting it because he's the orator, right? He's uh, he's gifted in his uh, speech. I think the first, right? There's there's no way you study this and miss so bad. You swing so bad. I, mean, I, I, I don't know if it's humanly possible, right? So let's get into this first. Let me let me ask you a question before we get into this first uh, really uh, part of the sermon. Is it biblical if I said this, that God duplicates himself? He made copies of himself. How would you respond? You know, one of the things I like to do is ask you guys a question so that you guys can be thinking biblically along the same lines right i just don't want to force feed information one one thing about a teacher is they teach people how to think and not just what to think i think that's very important so answer the question did god in creation duplicate himself did god essentially make no, another or thousands or millions of copies of himself is that what the image of god is we're going to get into some theological terminology and talk about the incommunicable and communicable attributes yeah yeah adrian is thinking biblically he says no god did not create another copy of himself he did not duplicate himself right well let's hear what the theologian Mike Todd has to say. Basilia and Mamlaha, Greek, Hebrew, same word. 
so he's let me actually put myself on the screen now <laughs> so he's talking about the greek word in hebrew word of of kingdom right and uh the the hebrew word for kingdom is um <laughs> grace and peace Eric. good to see you here good to see you yeah you're gonna you're going to enjoy this 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 is by far mike todd's worst sermon i mean it's not even close it wouldn't be a Kata video if Dorley wouldn't come in here judging me and saying not to judge. Interesting. <laughs> but he's talking about the Hebrew word for kingdom, which is mamlaha. And the Greek word for kingdom is um, basilia. He's correct on that, on, on that. But check out where he goes. Check this out. That's where this word is found in Genesis ooh, 126. Now, remember what I told you in the beginning. If Mike Todd tells you something, go and double check him on everything, right? Now, it is true that the word mamlaha and basilia means kingdom. It is not true that Genesis, those words are found in Genesis 126. Now, it's not a huge point. It's not a huge point, but it shows how very on very little stuff he hasn't actually done his research. Let me show you this. Right. OK, so the, the Hebrew word, remember, is uh, mamlaha. But what's actually found in uh, Genesis 126 for uh, dominion or, you know, kingdom or rule is rada. I mean, not mamlaha. You go and look at. Genesis 126, the word isn't even found. Uh, Mamlaha is not even found. So I was like, well, maybe he's talking about the Greek Septuagint, right? I was like, he has to be. So I did the responsible thing and I said, huh? Okay, I'm looking, I'm looking. I don't see Basilia anywhere. Matter of fact, what we see is the term um, Arketsonen. Arkatsanen, right here. And very clear, clearly it comes from the word arko, Greek word arko. Um, and it means, let me just go to it here for you. Come on, come on now. Well, it means, right, let them have control, dominion, rule, right? That's what this word means here. So, and again, I'm not making a huge point on this, but it's, <laughs> see some of the comments the, but the point is what he said was actually not true and if he would have just pulled up the hebrew greek oh, oh matter of fact hold on, here, here it is right here he would have known that that word basilia and mamlaha is not there again not a huge point but as a it shows it, it is an indicator of how mike todd studies the bible right and so we will continue with that. This is going to be the subject that I talk about. And I want to tell you the word, but I want you to see it in context. Genesis 1:26. Okay. Remember what I just said. Kingdom. Basilia. Mamlaha. Same word we're about to see in Genesis 1:26. Then Which was actually not there. So <laughs> God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. 
Let them have, what's this word? Dominion. Basilia. Mamlaha. Kingdom. Hold on. Holy Spirit, Jesus, we need to make something that look like us. Now, is this the conversation God had with the inner interpersonals of the Trinity, Father, Son? We need to make something like us. God didn't need to make anything like that, like us. Um, he chose to freely. There was no compulsion. But it gets worse. It gets worse. We need to reproduce after us. Neither was God needing to reproduce after himself, nor did he do that. God did not reproduce himself. Matter of fact, I would argue it is impossible to reproduce God. Because God is eternal. I mean, God, you cannot reproduce eternality. I mean, no one else can be from beginning and the end. No one can be eternal in that sense. He's always existed. So from that standpoint, no one can be like that in, in, with God. But it gets worse. If you guys think, guys, it gets way worse than this. Because when I look around, ain't nothing got the swagger like us. But let's make whatever we make not like we made animals. Not like we made the ocean, not like we made the sea or the sky or the heaven. Let's make them in our image and our likeness. Let them have the character, integrity, the substance of what we have. Man has the substance. See, this is why I'm a firm believer that people need to study the incommunicable and communicable attributes of God. What is, let me, what is the communicable and incommunicable attributes of God? Well, in some sense, we do share, right? There is a likeness that we share with God. But what we're going to hear in this sermon is sameness, right? That's actually going to be the problem. And even in that which we do share with God, there is a one. Well, let me let me bring this out. Is this little God's man? It's going to be really hard to see how this is little God's, but big God's. I mean, he makes Kenneth Copeland look look better. But there, there, what's missing from this sermon is the creature creator distinction. What do I mean by that? I first heard that term when I was studying apologetics, and I was listening to men like. Cornelius Van Til, Greg Bonson, when they talk about the creature creator distinction, when they would speak about God is God and man is not. God is transcendent. He is above the creature. And there are many verses that speak to this. Let me let me bring up a few. Right. Of God's transcendence and his utter unlikeness. Right. Like man's. Uh, let, let, let's talk about it. Right. Look at this. Job 9.32 is, is presented in this. For he is not a man as I am, Job is speaking, that I may answer him, that we may go to court together. It's like, I can't put God to trial, right? 
Who are you going to, like, how could you even go to trial with God, right? That's what's being communicated there. Job 32, 33, 12. Behold, let me tell you, you are not right in this, for God is greater than man. One more verse, guys. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and he will not do it? Or has he spoken and will not God make it? The utter, this guy's creature, creator, distinction, incommunicable, communicable attributes. If you don't hold these together, what you're going to actually fall into the trap is God's going to sound a lot like man and man's going to sound a lot like God. And actually, one of the things in this sermon, the biggest problems, you have a hard time distinguishing between the two. I mean, yeah, God created man, but they actually start to look very alike. I mean. We're going to hear that man has the same exact nature as God and from a creative order. Just stand by and we'll get to that. What's the first ingredient? So he's asking the second, when God created man, what was the first ingredient he placed in man? Now, if you're asking yourself, where is this conversation? What? Where does scripture even begin to start communicating and answering this stuff? It doesn't. <laughs> God never said, let me put, matter of fact, let me, let me, let, let you hear him say this. We should use to make this amazing thing that we about to make in our likeness and image. Doesn't God sound like he's just figuring it all out anyway? Like he's coming up with this on the fly. Like, man, what? I think it's a good day to create. Yeah, don't y'all? Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Um, what, what do you think we should do? Hmm, I don't know. I mean, doesn't it sound like God is just incompetent in heaven before creation? And guys, we're going to hear more of this. We're going to hear more of this. Hmm. Should we give them joy? Nah, that's coming. Should we give them peace? No, they have that when they with us. What is the core characteristic of us that we need to put inside of them? Let's give them dominion. Now, many people may not see what's actually problematic about that. Um, but this is actually a denial of the simplicity of God. And what do I mean by simplicity? It's not meaning God is simple-minded. That's not what's communicated. But that God is not made of, of, of parts, right? You got a little, little joy here, little grace here, little wrath, and all this makes up God. No, as the theologians of the past have described it as, God is God. He's not made of, of parts, but he is the whole sum, right? He is who he is. Now, we distinguish this from our uh, perspective, right, by uh, t speaking about the um, attributes of God. But where has scripture ever stated that the most central part of God is kingdom or dominion? It never, again, this conversation, Mike Todd is intertwining himself with his audience, is totally missing and foreign to scripture. Hence why he has not been able to give you a text. He hasn't been able to come from scripture yet. This he just he's just giving his own opinion from this point. 
right? And then it's, it's going to get worse, guys. I need y'all to think about this. Whatever the core ingredient is of a thing is the essence of what that thing is. There is no core ingredient to God. See, this is what many people today have done with God. They picked their favorite attribute of God, like love, and they made that the actual central theme of who God is. So anytime you actually show, look, God has wrath, they said, no, 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 but God is love. He wouldn't do that, right? He wouldn't do that. This is the same thing from another perspective that Mike Todd is doing. He's, he's humanizing God. He's, he's, he's making a God in his own image by raising one of the attributes over the other. Guys, we must keep these in harmony. Shout out to Metian. Hope I pronounced that name right. Rodriguez with the super chat. Says he makes God sound like a lost, confused man. My friend, we're only at the beginning of this. God says, I want to make a copy of myself. No, God never said that. God has never made a copy of himself because if he, from his perspective, if God actually made a copy of himself, that copy would be God. But we know from scripture, there's only one God that there's man. His creation is not God. This, this is absurd. Like, are, are people in the audience actually listening to what's being said from the pulpit? I mean, there's no way someone would be able to pass this off at my church or many of you guys' churches. I mean, either the plug will be unplugged or we're leaving. God did not make a copy of himself. And I got to, how are you going to copy God? How are, well, <laughs> how can you copy the infinite one? Start with the foundation ingredient and the foundational ingredient of who I am that I'm going to put in all my children is dominion. Now, no scripture says what he just said. No scripture says my foundational attribute ingredient, the core of myself is dominion. No scripture says that. What Mike Todd is doing is using this argument, assertion, to prove the rest of his heresy that comes later. And guys, there is going to be much heresy. Much heresy that comes from this sermon. Oh my God. And the reason there's like two claps is because you've never walked in your kingdom dominion. Or because scripture never teaches this. And he's going to try. He's going to try to give a biblical um, you know, explanation for this. But he, Mike Todd thinks because he goes to a word that says kingdom, that proves his point. <laughs> you've asserted so much about that. That's not how you do biblical study. You don't make an assertion and then go and see, look, I found the word. That doesn't mean it proves what you want. But that's how many people prove text and do the Bible. That's not how you do Bible, sir. Let's keep it going. This God talking. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let's give them dominion over the fish, over the sea, over the birds. Over now, let me actually explain this. God giving uh dominion rule for man over over the rest of creation 
does not mean God made a copy. That is that is that is not what it means. Man has, yes, rule over the earth. They are the, the chief creative thing, so to speak, over the earth. There's no there's no problem with that. But he. And we're going to see later impacts a lot of little God's doctrine into this air over the cattle uh, instead of naming everything let's give them dominion over all the oh my gosh the first thing that is core to every human being is dominion in this earth this is why no human likes being oppressed or depressed Cause it goes against your DNA. <sighs> this is why no matter how much they try to put slavery on somebody, no matter how much they try to put mental oppression and all that, every time there's something in the human species that's bucking up against, oh my God, you can't control me. There's, there's some God nature on the inside of me. You can't stop, you can't box me in to just one thing because I have dominion. There's some God nature inside of me one thing one question that i have when watching because remember kingdom dominion is inside of every person believer unbeliever remember it's a creative thing he said he put inside a man he made no distinction between unbeliever and believer so one of the questions i kind of had when watching that is so what's the difference between unbeliever and um Believer, from a nature standpoint, creational standpoint, there really isn't. Um, he says something that I, I wanted to to address. Hold on, what do you? Basilia and Mama's dominion in this earth. This is why no human likes. Oh, right. He, he goes on about no human like liking to be oppressed. Pretty much authority over them, and and some of that is true, but some of that actually. Brings out the depravity of man that we don't want authority over us. Romans 1 brings that out. That's one of the aspects of the depravity of man that we don't like authority. And so I'll just say that. But guys, there is no innate God nature that you're born with. You do not. You're born with Adam's nature. But guys, that was never talked about. That was never discussed. The sinfulness of man, of having to be restored back to the image. There was none of that because Mike Todd doesn't believe there's a restoration that needs to happen. You need to actually walk in what's already given to you. You see the difference? You see the man-centeredness of that? Let's get into some more. Let me just break down the word dominion. The word dominion means sovereign rule. Kingdom reign royal power when i begin to look at genesis 126 and repeat it over and over let's give them dominion over all the earth let's give them dominion over all the earth i just kept saying that god wants me to have dominion over everything on the earth he wants me to have dominion over anything he places in front of me i'm a joint heir with jesus 
I, am, I was put here to actually do something to make a difference. This is the purpose of humankind to actually be a reflection of heaven on the earth and walk in the same dominion that Jesus walks in in heaven, the same dominion he had over the cross, the same dominion that God has when he said, sun, stay here, ocean, stop there, land, come here. I got that same dominion on the inside of me. No, you don't. <laughs> For if you did, you would be God. Again, there is no creature creator distinction in Mike Todd's view. You do not have the same ex nihilo power as God to create from nothing, to speak to the, to the waves and the wind. That's why it was amazing when Jesus did this. They said, who is this man? Right? Who controls the, the wind and the waves? Because man does not have that power. Man does not have the power to speak to creation and to do. God does. You are not God. Notice he says he says he has the same creative power that existed in Genesis 1 as God. Guys, that is blasphemous. That is absolutely blasphemous. What's wrong with you people? Yes, exactly. He should travel to an erupting volcano and tell it to stop erupting since he has the same creative power as God. This guy doesn't think he's a little God. He thinks he's the big God. He thinks he's the great God. My goodness, yeah. Conscious rappers would have loved this sermon. Right? Th that, was, that was amazingly bad. But just in case you think I'm, I'm saying, well, he never said something about, uh, um, you know, creative power. Uh, check this out. I'm going to try not to yell at y'all the whole service. But something on the inside of me is roaring. <laughs> I think it's the God nature on the inside of me. The one that can say, let there be. <laughs> and there was. That's on the inside of me. So he says he has the the same nature, same power as let there be, right? Mike Todd, you cannot do what God can do. You're a man and you will die. You are not God. None of us are gods. Where is the humility in all of this? Where's the, as a matter of fact, you're going to see actually boasting in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that wasn't God roaring up in you. It might have been a spirit, but it wasn't God's spirit. What? Who has the Holy Spirit would allow themselves to even utter some of these words? Right? Who would, who would ever? I got the same ex nihilo power creative that God said let there be and was. I got that. Who would, who would even... Put themselves on the same level. Right? I mean. Every time you see. Men stand before God. Their, their woe is me. Their woe is me. I mean they don't really want to look at God. I mean. Angels. Who use their wings to hide their eyes from, from God. But Mike Todd just. Just boastfully. I don't even know if the demons come this boastful saying he has the same power as God. He's a God duplicate.
When you look at Mike Todd, you're looking. Mike Todd, show me the father. You're looking at him. So blasphemous. Like, no conviction. But it gets worse. Forgetting what blood is running through your veins. Somebody say dominion is in my DNA. Oh. 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 That makes me excited because then scripture's like, with man, it's impossible. But because of the one who has, I have his DNA, there is nothing that is impossible. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Hey, who man's is this? Oh, man's is this? Mike Todd, you don't have the DNA of God. From a literal point, obviously, for God does not have blood or DNA. This sounds like Mormonism's on steroids, right? His, he has the DNA of God running through his blood and scriptures like when, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Does he not understand adoption? Yeah, exactly. That is a denial of, of, of the adoption in the Bible because Mike has some kind of literal form of DNA and blood running through his veins. Guys, is that not problematic? Is, is that not prob problematic? Very much so. So he's like, scripture's like, you know, with man, it's impossible. But with God, who's running through my veins. Again, there is no creature creator distinction in Mike Todd. He can do exactly what God can do. God is doing exactly what Mike Todd's doing. But that's not the Bible. It's nowhere in the Bible. Let's continue. It makes me think of scriptures like, like, if God be for me. Who? Y'all, y'all know that? Period. Who? I don't know if y'all are opening blinds. I don't know. I don't know exactly what that is, but... But the truth is, most of us have been taught that dominion is worldly. No, 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 you come in humble, lowly. Nobody should know this false humility. Ah, uh -uh, you're doing too much. No, I'm doing what he put in me. Oh my God, I didn't put it here. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't make this up. One thing that's interesting is Mike Todd likes to boast of his godlike nature who can have dominion over the world. You know, I'm not supposed to be humble about that. God gave it to me. Is that the same attitude we see in scripture? No. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. 
Notice what they boast in. Having God's DNA. Notice what's being boasted in. It says, and this is the Apostle Paul saying, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. As he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For power is perfected in weakness, Mike Todd. Most gladly, therefore, because power is perfected in my weakness, I will rather boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Notice what's being being uh, boasted in, his sufferings. Was that what Mike Todd was, was boasting in? Mike Todd, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Whoever exalts himself will be humble. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. I mean, numerous scriptures, which speaks of the humility that we are to have, right? The humility we are to have. Um, oh, man. There's there's so much scripture, man, that I, I want to get to today. Uh, it's another scripture I want to read. Uh, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? You know, <laughs> I've been talking a lot. What do you guys think? I, I'm just thinking, how could how could this man say all what he just said here? And guys, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It is going to get worse. I'm reminded of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 6 through 21. You familiar with the back passage? Oh, look at look at my brother. We are we are on the same page, brother. We are on the same page. Yes. Let me let me read this real quick. This is not the attitude that Paul is correcting. Mike Todd has. Absolutely. Let me read this. Let me read this. Guys, a lengthy, lengthy passage, but it's it's so necessary because Mike Todd has taken the objective position. Whenever you take the position that the Bible is opposing, that's when your first sign you need to repent. Let's read. Now these things, brethren, I have figuratively applied to myself and Apollos for your sakes, so that in us you may learn not to exceed what is written. Guys, the scriptures are standard. Don't exceed what is written. So that no one of you will become arrogant in behalf of one against the other. For who regards you as superior? What do you have that you did not receive? Right? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as if you have not received it? You are already filled. I love the theological sarcasm the Apostle Paul used here. You are already filled. You have already become rich. You have become kings without us. And indeed, I wish that you had become kings so that you might so that we also might reign with you. This is interesting. This is a, some sarcasm the Apostle Paul is putting because they're all suffering. Yet these guys think they're reigning. Right. All you have to do is watch the next sermon. Well, this one's bad on his own. 
are you are you going to are you are you saying he's going to correct all this stuff? He he he's going to contradict everything he said in this one. Okay. Yeah. So uh, continue on. For I think God has. Yeah, I mean that's the point. Paul is. Hold on. Matter of fact, let me go to verse ten. He says, "We are fools for Christ's sakes, but you are prudent in Christ. We are weak." But you are strong. You are distinguished. We are thought with honor. To this present hour, we are both hungry and thirsty and poor, clothed and roughly treated and homeless. And we toil. He goes on to say, look, we're here suffering. You have an over-realized eschatology. You have an over-realized eschatology. And you think you have started to reign without, you, you think you've started to reign apart from the whole body of Christ. That passage right there totally contradicts Mike Todd. And he, he says that's false humility. <laughs> that's Bible, bro. That is Bible. It's not false humility to, to hey, be humble, lowly, gentle. Isn't that the example Jesus gave us? This side of the earth is humility. Once we are with Christ, exaltation. Jesus displays that. Right? Jesus displays that. This side of the earth is humility, sufferings, uh, persecution. Right? Next is exaltation. Let me address this. Bro got his whole channel based around pointing out somebody else wrong. Start your own church. <laughs> Mike Todd need to start a real church. He started a real church. How about that? We will continue as he gives shout outs to his. Um, hold on. Let me, let me address one more comment. He says, Mike Todd ain't perfect, obviously, but I wouldn't read too much into how he explains things. Read more into your word than Mike's works, bro, respectfully. So just ignore his heresy. <laughs> See, this is the attitude that exists amongst Christendom, which has allowed so much heresy and false teachers to permeate in the body. Right. I'm talking about you so you can talk about me, but I can't talk about Mike Todd. You see, you see the uh, uh, double standard. Just real double standard. He could talk about me, but if I touch, I touch Mike Todd. Touch not that anointed. Right? You're not allowed to. No, sir. I'll, I get my cues from scripture, not you, sir. But hey, as I, as I tell people, if they don't like hearing good doctrine, if they don't want their idols touched, they can. If I make you feel some type of way. Explain him how he's leading people to hell. Stick around. Stick around. And, and, and to those who are defending Mike Todd at the end, in the end, I will give you an opportunity to come on. Just stick around. So let's see whose Mike Todd's influences are. A kingdom is the governing influence of a king over his territory, impacting it with his personal will, purpose, intent, producing a culture, values, morals, and lifestyle that reflects the king's desires and nature 
for his citizens. I got this definition from a man who spent over four decades preaching the kingdom. His name is Miles Monroe. And if you've never heard of him, you need to go look him up. Until Dr. Miles Monroe, I have to stop and give honor where honor is due. And until him, I never, ever in my whole life, I've been in church my whole life, I never heard a message on the kingdom. And then Bishop Gary started bringing him to Greenwood Christian Center at the time for nine years straight, and he would preach about the kingdom. And the one thing about Dr. Miles Monroe, any room he walked in, he was smarter than everybody. But many times, everybody left feeling kingdom. And they left with a heretical message of the kingdom. And I'm going to show that very clearly. I've got a clip of Miles Monroe saying the most blasphemous stuff about God. And there's nothing to be proud of when Miles Monroe is your spiritual father. Um, but again, this is where he gets his stuff from. Check this out. I begin to, earlier this year, go back and pull out all my notes and listen to these sermons and and something, and I'll just say this because I'm in the spiritual context with you. There was an impartation. It wasn't information. Like, I'd heard this stuff before. But it was like something for the first time connected, like, with my soul and my spirit. And it was like the mantle to preach the kingdom. I was one of the ones that God was going to use to represent this message to the world. And when I saw this definition in one of his books, God said, that's it. All I'm trying to do is get my will on this earth because I've already done it in heaven. And I just need some people to mimic my values, my culture, my speech. I need people to see them and see there's something different. And it's not what they want, what I've already designed. When you look at this definition, I want you to realize that this cannot happen. Watch what I'm saying. Yeah, God's. Yeah, watch what he's saying, guys. Watch this. Watch what I'm saying. God's plan. Watch this. This is strong. God can't do his plan on the earth without you. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Hey, who man's is this? Oh, man's is this? What we've been told is there's an inability on God's part that unless we partner with God, he can't, he can't do it. I know you thought God was omnipotent, all-powerful, could do anything he wanted to do. I know you thought that, but what Mike Todd just told us, that God needs things. He needs you. He created you and is, and is in need of you, man. Guys, that was, th that, guys, there is no defending what was just said there. No, and guys, scripture absolutely destroys this point destroys it what does what does scripture say psalm 50 10 and 12 for every beast of the forest is mine the cattle on a thousand hills i know every bird of the mountains every, everything that is in the field is mine if i were hungry i would not tell you if there if there was a need in god 
You think he would tell you what what you gonna do? What are you what what are you gonna do? If God were hungry, I wouldn't tell you, for the world is mine and all it contains. Another scripture that refutes Mike, uh, Mike Todd, Acts 17, 24, 25. The God who made the world and all the things in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temple made with hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything. As though he needed anything. Since he himself gives to all people life and breath and all things, there is no need in God. As Tozer said, A.W. Tozer, to admit the existence of a need in God is to admit incompleteness in the divine being. Need is a creature word. I love that. That is need is a creature word and cannot be spoken of the creator. God has a voluntary relation to everything he has made, but he has no necessary relation to anything outside of himself. His interest in his creature arises from his sovereign good pleasure, which is free, by the way, not from any need those creatures can supply, nor from any completeness they can bring to him who is complete in and of itself. What we heard, my friends, was a denial of the assay the aseity of God. What is the aseity of God, you might ask? I'm glad you did. The aseity of God speaks to his independent self-existence. There is no need for God of anything else, for he is God. He is God. He is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. He creates the earth. He creates the heavens. Who can contain our God? What need would he come to you for, Mike Todd, since he is omnipotent? If, 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 if the creation don't share the gospel, the rocks will cry out. You think he needs you? Oh man, oh foolish man that you are. My goodness, I am so sick and tired of these humanistic preachers, these man-centered preachers going up and telling people that God needs them. No, my friend, you need God and God is in no need of you. God is in no need of you. What does he need from you? God is sovereign. He's working out his redemptive plan throughout history. All things are pointing to his end. God gets what he wants. Job 42, Job 42. Let me read that real quick. Nothing can. Guys, this, this is so frustrating. What, what, what did Job cry out and say? Let me share this with you. Job answered the Lord after being humbled. After being, after God taking him through the trial. Were you there when I created? Who are you, old man, right? What did God, what did Job answer back in humility and sackcloths and ashes and say? I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is that hides counsel without knowledge? What did, what did, what did Job say? I uttered what I did not understand. Things too wonderful in which I did not know. My goodness, Mike Todd. This is what Mike Todd should come back and say next week. I uttered what I did not know.
Foolish man that I am. Oh, worm that I am. Dust of the earth that I am. Who is defending this? Yes. God has no need from you, my friend. And it's in that is the beauty. It is in that that is beautiful. Because God doesn't fail. He is omnipotent, omniscient. Glorious. Transcendent, my friend. He is above you in every shape, way, or fashion. God is in no need of us. I know we're in this humanistic world that makes God a big teddy bear and he's just he's just waiting on you. He's just, please, he's just begging you. And guys, we're gonna see that. We're gonna see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, where are they now? Right. <laughs> it was two people defending Mike Todd a second. You cannot defend saying God has a need. I love that quote from Tozier. Need is a creature word. I need things. I need to eat. I need people. I need a job. I need X, Y, Z. God has no need because he's perfect. Perfect. A God that has needs is not a God that can fulfill mine. A God that has needs is not a God I can depend on. How am I going to go him to fill my needs when he has tons himself? My goodness, guys. Stay away from Mike Todd. Stay away from Mike Todd. But guys, it's going to make sense once I play this where he's getting this from. Remember, he just played. Remember, he just gave a shout out to Miles Monroe, a man he's thankful for his legacy for the kingdom of God. But look at Miles Monroe. The only creature that God gave authority in the earth legally to is a spirit in a dirt body. That means any spirit without a body is illegal on planet Earth. Guys, watch this heresy right here. Watch this. But here's the bigger statement. Even God himself is illegal on earth. Why? What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? No, 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 no. God is illegal in earth? You guys hear that? Let me play it back just in case you fell asleep for a second. Even God himself is illegal on earth. Why? Because he is a spirit. And the law he set up by his own mouth was that only spirits with bodies can function on earth legally. Nowhere in scripture does it say what was just said. God has no access to his own creation because he doesn't have a body. Where does scripture say that? Where does scripture say that at? What? God shut out of his own creation because he doesn't have a body. The scriptures, my Bible says, heaven and earth is his. He owns it all, as we just talking about. He owns it all. 
let's keep on going. If you were so okay, if if you're being silenced, guys, it, unless he's being dis- disrespectful, which I haven't seen, don't silence, don't silence people unless people are being disrespectful. Um, I didn't see anybody do that, but again, I'm paying attention to other stuff. But it gets worse. That's why God could not interfere when Adam and Eve was, you know, con- kind of de- deliberating on the fruit. In- so he's saying, well, God. This makes no sense. He's saying God couldn't interfere because he didn't have a body. But right after the scene where Adam sinned, God shows up. What is he talking about? What is this man talking about? God cannot enter into his own creation. Matter of, I'm going to say something that might shock you. The fall of man. Didn't shock God. It was in his plan. From the beginning of creation, the plan was so that the Lamb of God would redeem a people for his own possession. Yet Miles Monroe was like, God couldn't couldn't intervene because he because he's uh you know doesn't have a body. Just, just these guys just be making heresy up. <laughs> this is why the scripture said it is not wise nor safe to go beyond what is written. You see why? You see why? Don't go beyond what is written. Because man is good at making up heresy. I'm there in the book of Genesis. I mean, it, it bothered me. I'm sure it bothered you for years as a pastor. Uh, if God is so mighty, powerful, awesome, omnipotent, omniscient. Why couldn't this mighty God who made 500 million planets and galaxies could not stop a skinny little woman from picking the fruit to destroy his whole program? You guys hear that? He's saying God couldn't do it. I'm saying God could, yet it was in his plan. The, the, this is what the book of Revelation talks about, the lamb who was slain before the foundation of the earth. It was in God's decree that it happened, but... Miles Moreau saying, this skinny little girl... Just defeated God, I guess. My goodness, guys. Read your Bible. I mean, come on, God. Aren't you powerful? You can intervene. You can destroy the works of the devil, prevent the woman, and save humanity. But he couldn't. Not that he didn't. He couldn't. Not that he didn't. Not, guys, this, this guy just said, it's not that God didn't. He couldn't. No, sir. God is sovereign. It was in his plan to redeem those by the lamb, to secure his elect. Guys, this God, he's literally saying God is unable, unable to do something. So much for the omnipotence of God. Guys, that's bad. That is bad. I don't care if you're a Calvinist or Arminian. That is bad. Pastor. We get the mind of God about his will, we pray it. When we pray it, we give him legal right to perform it. Yes. Watch this. They're going to say prayer gives God legal right to do what he wants to do, I guess. Watch this. Let me define prayer for you in this show. Prayer is man giving God permission or license to interfere in earth's affairs. 
Yeah. What's wrong with you people? What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? No. No. Prayer does not give God legal access to act. Prayer is conforming your, your mind to God's. It doesn't give God permission. God doesn't. God don't need permission from you, man. God don't need permission from you. What? Guys, this is like. Heresy interview. What? What's going on in this? In other words, prayer is earthly license for heavenly interference. That's incredible. That is incredible. God could do nothing on earth. Nothing has God ever done on earth without a human giving him access. God has never done anything on earth without a human giving him access. So how did God create? How did God rise from the dead? God does numerous things. I would say all things without your permission. Yeah, it's like God is a slave or something. He, he's, he's the genie. He has to grant your wishes. That's what, that's what we heard described right, right there. God is kind of just granting stuff. I mean, yes, I'll do it. Again, the creature, creature creation distinction is blurry right here in this video. So he's always looking for that somebody. Always looking for a human to give him power, permission. In other words, God has the power, but you get the permission. He has the power. This guy literally just 10 seconds ago told us God can't do something. Now he's up there saying God has power to do anything. Which one is it, man? Stick firm, be consistent in your heresy, but literally 20 seconds ago, you said God can't do all things. God don't need permission. He don't need nothing. He's our say, my friend. God got the authority and the power, but you got the license. So even though God could do anything, he can only do what you permit him to do. My goodness. I, I really can't tell the difference between what was just said in a lot of the new age paganism that we hear. That's Miss Cleo, my friend, not God, that was described. Maybe I dated myself a bit. <laughs> yeah. I guess God got permission to die on the cross. I don't remember nobody praying that. Matter of fact, we see the disciples not wanting that to happen. So apparently, there was one person that we just not told of was praying that. Like, this... Our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. Whatever he pleases, not whatever you please to give him license to do. Like a total flipping of what the scripture says. Guys, it doesn't get more humanistic than this. It doesn't get more humanistic than this. Yeah, Psalm 115.3. Well, now that we've got the background of where Mike Todd gets a lot of his teachings, I think it's important now that we get into some clips where Mike Todd is saying similar stuff.
This is heavy talk right here. And it's heavy heresy. Because like, somebody's like, God can do whatever he wants when he wants to. He set a standard, though. He set a rule. He now, notice he's mocking people who say God can do whatever he wants. Because Mike Todd doesn't believe that. He said, I'm going to rule heaven. And I need my royal family to rule earth. To be fair, heaven and earth is his. God has given us dominion over the earth. Let, let me share something that would be helpful. Let me introduce you to some covenantal ancient Near Eastern things, right? You had in ancient Near Eastern societies, you had what's called a suzerain and then you had a vassal. You had a suzerain and a vassal. Suzerain was the great king. And oftentimes suzerains would covenant with lower kings, right? And they, they would be over them. They actually determine but they give them rule and domain. Suzerain gives reign and rule to the vassal king. And you see this same theme given in scripture, I would say, with relation to humanity. The suzerain is still over the, the vassal. He's the great king. But in Mike Todd's um, or even Miles Monroe's theology, man is actually the suzerain. And God's the vassal king. He's the lower king, which man is actually telling him what to do. And he, they got to give God license to do. You see the role reversal? Let's get back to that. So I will not overstep my words to do what I could do, but I won't do because I'm a man of my word. So anything that's going to be done on earth, I need their participation for my dominion to come out of heaven. And actually come to earth. And you sitting here like, I'll just, I don't know. Notice. Um, God needs. Yeah, this is a good point, Adrian. Man, I'd be in this church saying chapter and verse after every statement. Guys, what is so missing from this? Bible. <laughs> Bible is foreign to this stuff. He gave one verse in the beginning about Genesis 126. And think that's what, that's all that's talking about. Let me go back some more. Again, you have a God who's needing. I won't do because I'm a man of my word. A man of my word. Maybe he meant that in the colloquial sense. <laughs> but God is not a man if he didn't. But yeah, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt right there. Maybe he meant it in the colloquial sense. Uh, a slang of God just does what he says he'll do. So anything that's going to be done on earth, I need their participation. Need. For my dominion to come out of heaven. And actually come to earth. And you sitting here like, I'll just, I don't know. I mean, whatever you want to do, God. He said, I want to do it through you. I can't do this without you. Stop being insecure. Stop doubting yourself. I can't, God speaking, I can't do it without you. I can't do it without you. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? I can't. Words that I've never heard God say. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. What God says he do, he does it. Right? Whatever God says, God does not say I can't do it without you. Why would you say that? Why would you say that? How can you assist God in something he can't do is, the, is a bigger question. 
guys, this this stuff is frustrating. Frustrating. All right. Uh, I'm I'm trying to decide which clip. I, I have a lot of a lot of clips. I'm an hour and fifteen minutes. Should I keep going or should I just do a part two? <laughs> I will let you decide how we. Because guys, we there's much more worse stuff. There's there's much more worse stuff. Should we keep going or should we keep going? You know because. You know, I didn't want to do this Mike Todd sermon anyway, but someone sent it to me and I was like. No, 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 no. Adrian says, keep it going. We got at least a good hour left. I mean, of material, at least maybe an hour and a half. People say, keep going, let's roll. Andreas says, part two, part two. Hey, everyone say keep going, though. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. All right, we're going to keep it going. Yeah, Mike got enough for a part 10, that's for sure. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep it going. You wouldn't turn anything up in there. They would turn you out. Five minutes and $500,000 will have you dressing a different way, acting a different way, doing stuff you would never do before. And that's why God said, bring it back. Shoot. I thought they were going to be the ones. But now, now, when I heard that, so he's, he's, he's saying, you know, he sent people out. Some people aren't being able to use by God because they would sell out, which most of them exist in Transformation Church. But you have God sending people out thinking it's going to work. He's like, oh, man, come back. I thought you was going to be the one. Like, Again, in Mike Todd's view, you got God not knowing the future. What do you, what do you mean God thought they were going to be the one? So remember the word Basilia? B -A Even when Mike Todd is right, he's wrong. S-I-L-E-I-A, which means royal power, kingship, dominion, rule, a kingdom. Okay? There's another word. That's kind of like it. We also get this word basilius, which means leader of the people, prince, commander, king, okay? But the root word for both of those words is basis, okay? And this word that's in both of those words that mean royal power, kingship, dominion, rule, kingdom, leader, prince, commander, king. Look what this word means. This tripped me out. It means the sole of the foot. Now... I looked this up because, you know, you have to look stuff up when Mike tells you. And he was right. I was like, look at this. Mike Todd's right about a Greek word. Basis does mean foot. Now, I didn't find anything about the sole of the foot, but, you know, you can imply that it means that. That's fair enough. I, I, grant, him, I grant him that. But watch how he takes the word basis, the root word for basilia, which means kingdom, or, you know, it could be used king, given the context, but, or ruler. Watch where he goes when he finds out the root word means basis, which means foot, or sole of the foot. And, and by the way, I looked up the word. Uh, it's only used, like, once in the New Testament, and it's literally a foot. You know, it talks about someone's foot and ankles, I think, in Acts 3, or Acts 4. Um stepping a pace 
this is how the Bible comes to me. That's the problem. So a king is legitimized by having a kingdom. But a kingdom is only expanded when somebody's foot steps on new territory. The way a kingdom is expanded as you see an area that the king does not have a standard in. And somebody from the king's company puts the sole of their foot in that arena. And now it becomes a place where the king has rulership. Couple problems with that. One, he's using the word basis in a way scripture doesn't use it. it Nothing about us stepping into areas God doesn't have rule and reign. And that makes us one. One thing I was thinking about is kingdom is God bringing his kingdom. Is something he does. Right. I don't see in anywhere scripture where we're bringing the kingdom. But again, kingdom has. Kingdom has multiple uses. Remember, the, the, the main emphasis the kingdom Jesus speaks about on the now is speaking about the kingdom that, that is not material. It's the one that reigns inside of his art, right inside of our hearts. What did Jesus say? Right? What did Jesus say? Um, that you cannot point to the kingdom. But Jesus, Mike Todd's stepping all through the kingdom. He tiptoeing in his Jordans through the kingdom, I guess. What what is Mike Todd? He thinks he makes a deep point on like everything. Dude, stop! Like that was not deep. Anyways, anyways, this section was very interesting because he got into heaven, Adam, and Jesus. Hey, let me tell you something else about heaven. Heaven is holy. The reason why we didn't just stay in heaven is because we had an adversary that jacked the plan up. Now, usually when I hear the term adversary, I think of Satan. But, I mean, Satan wasn't the sole reason or the, pardon the pun, but the, the real reason, the primary reason why we're not in heaven. But, again, he never says, I don't, I don't recall him saying who the, adversary is because it's maybe he's talking about adam again i would need more clarification to um, actually address that point let me tell you something else about heaven heaven is holy the reason why we didn't just stay in heaven is because we had an adversary that jacked the plan up So, so so because he's holy he has to make sure, and all holy means, people make it so deep, it means set apart. Access denied if you don't come up to a certain level. Like, heaven is holy. The reason why we have to understand that is because God's saying to us, there's a certain standard that has to be accepted for you to be in this level of access. Okay? Let me tell you one more thing about heaven. Heaven is his. It's my home country, it's holy, but it ain't mine. 
It's whose? His. Okay? Isaiah 66.1. Heaven is my throne. I've never even thought about how gangster this scripture is. He literally says, heaven's where I sit, and earth is my ottoman. Heaven is headquarters. It's HQ. It's where all of the... Yeah, some people are making a good point. When was man is when was man even in heaven? <laughs> like when we were in heaven, talking about like we got kicked out of heaven and you know the adversary rule, huh? But this part is going to be super weird too. Directions, the creativity, the 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 ideas, all of the new changes, the updates—it's where it comes from. This is the place where all of the testing is going on for what needs to be replicated in our. And our homes, how we live, they're making a car right now. You don't even know. You're still in the Honda fo the Focus. The Focus. What is that? The Ford Focus. You're just trying to focus. But Apple's in the, in, in the works right now at this headquarters developing a vehicle that you will be able to type a location into and it will take you there. There are technologies and advancements and ideas and things that are already materialized that we will not experience until a later time. Where does scripture say any of this? That heaven has pre-creative stuff formalized in the heavens waiting for us you got like updated stuff in heaven, kind of like Apple. Guys, this is like a, a bit of me of like is lost to it and addressed this because it's like, where are you getting this from? And, you know, it, it makes sense because remember a while ago when he said God was like a computer system? <laughs> well, I guess this is happening in, in heaven uh, if this is a, if God is a big computer system. Where where was any where no scripture anywhere? But we're supposed to believe heaven is like a app like the Apple's headquarters. Heaven has answers, healings, ideas, songs, creativity. Headquarters have technologies that have not even been thought of on this earth yet that are waiting. So it's, it doesn't exist in the mind of God. They literally exist in heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Heaven, it sounds like Wakanda. That's exactly right. <laughs> what in the Mormonism are we watching here? Because in Mormon theology, God did it. I'm not going to, never mind. I'm not going to go there, but. Where is any of this in the Bible? Yeah, he's giving Catherine Crick a run from her money. For the proper time for it to be released on this earth. Now, this helps me understand that heaven. Now, he gave no Bible verse, but he's going to, he's saying, well, this helps me understand how, how did you even get this? 
You took a trip to Apple and thought that's what heaven is like? My goodness. Heaven's nothing can compare to the to the riches in heaven. Mike Todd's like, Apple can. My goodness. Yeah, he makes young Don look like oh she's pro. <laughs> what the mess are we watching here? Is God's domain. It's the place where he has full dominion. If you want to know where God has dominion, it's in heaven. And earth. He makes it seem like heaven is just God's and earth is ours. And God's. See, this is the Miles Monroe coming out of him. You know, that's the Miles Monroe coming out. Where heaven belongs to God, but earth is ours. And, you know, unless he give him bodily access, he can't really tap in. He needs a software update. You know, if the connection bad. Okay. So this is why when John 18.36, I just need a few more minutes to walk you through this because this is going to change everything. John 18.36, Jesus answered, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. He's telling them. If it were, my followers will fight you to keep me from being handed over to this Jewish leader. But my kingdom is not of this world. Yeah, Christopher Doriel is right. This is deism. This is deism. What Mike Todd and Miles Monroe presented is actually deism where God creates... And it's hands off and it's, I mean, whatever man does, it's, it's up to him. God's not actually involved in the creative order once he creates. You know, he kind of winds the clock and he just lets it go. That's what's being presented here. Yeah, heaven got Wi-Fi? <laughs> what's the password? <laughs> kingdom. <laughs> what is he saying? My kingdom, my domain is in heaven. But the reason I came here was to expand my kingdom. So write this down. The Bible is a story about a king who desires to extend his kingdom to a new territory through his royal family. If you want to know why this matters, the Bible is a story about a king who desires to extend his kingdom, his domain to new territory, the earth. Through his royal family. Now, a part of this is true. A part of this is true. That one of the central Bible themes is about God, the king, right? Jesus um, expanding his kingdom, right? His his people, right? That, that That is a truth biblical theme, I believe. But what's missing from this? The rebellion of the of the citizens. <laughs> Sin. Guys, he never brings up the fact that man is sinful. Nothing about the atonement. None of this. Let's keep playing. That's why I said we're heirs. We're royalty. Okay? So this is why earth was made. Let me just give it to you in Michael version. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You, you know, once we hear in Michael version, it's going to be something bad. God was in heaven like, man, I'm God, and I'm good. Got heaven on lock. We need to expand this. Need. I, but how, how can I expand it? Because I can't leave here. Notice God is just kind of like dumb in heaven. Like, 
what are we going to do today? I mean, I need to think of a plan. Hmm. Right, let me figure this out. So much for the omniscience of God. So I'm going to make something because, you know, the devil, he, oh, I can't believe he did that. I'm going to replace him. He, God can't believe Satan did that? And God's replacing Satan? See, I remember one, I remember a few sermons ago reviewing to where he, he made it seem like Adam was the new, or replaced Satan. And, but I couldn't, we couldn't determine, he didn't say enough for us to actually come to that conclusion, but it sounded weird. Now, he is saying Satan was replaced by Adam. Listen to this. I believe he did that. I'm going to replace him. I'm gonna Hold on, let me go back further. Something, because you know the devil, he, oh, I can't believe he did that. I'm going to replace him. So God's going to replace Satan. I'm going to replace him with dirt that I breathe into. So clearly Adam. And, and guys, he's going to go further to, to, to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Key component, dominion. Hey, I created this place called Earth. Your, your, your replication of that is Eden. Guys, just in case you're confused, Adam did not replace Satan. <laughs> what in the world is how? Guys, what Bible is he reading? Where is he getting this? So technically, if Adam replaced Satan, wouldn't the first Adam be the second Adam? I mean, where is he getting this? Yeah, yeah. Notice how God is always surprised in Mike Todd's view. Yes, I am so glad God is not like anything Mike Todd describes. So man-centered. Eden is on earth what heaven is up here. Just manage this. Rule this. Matter of fact, it's not good for you to be alone. Go to sleep. Mm. Take his rib out. Mm. Adam, wake up. Whoa, man. Yeah, that's what we'll call it. Woman. I'm just trying to. Man. Hey, y'all two together. Walk with me. Stay in righteousness. Seek first this kingdom. Yeah, Adam, that's why I had you name. Hold on a second. This is interesting. Shout out to Julia J. Woolman. She says, the funny thing is I attended and volunteered in this church for three years and not once met Mike Todd. Wow. Would love to hear more about your story if you could uh, email me. That's interesting. These these celebrity pastors, man, you can't, you can't, they got security, man. You think you're going to meet them? No, 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 no. That's interesting. All the animals. That's why I want you to rule subdue. No, don't put no clothes on. Walk in your full dominion. <laughs> you don't have to hide anything here. You can be all of you here. You don't have to shrink back any of what I put in you here. And just one thing. Don't. This is my rule. This is my standard. Don't eat from this one tree. Everything else you have access to. Just stay within my principles. The enemy comes in to deceive 
And the one thing God asked them not to do, they did. What did Adam and Eve, question, what did Adam and Eve lose in the garden? I'm going to. What they lose? I'm going to I'm going to ask that question to you. What did Adam and Eve lose in the garden? Anyone curious? Cuz we're going to hear an answer. Obviously, you probably can guess the answer given his sermon. I mean, he's got to make it connect, right? But I would argue man lost righteousness. Right standing, and that was passed on to the descendants. Of Adam. That's why, you know, in him, in Adam, you know, we're condemned. You know, what do you, what, what would you say they lost? Right? Yeah, someone said everything life, fellowship with God. You know, there had to be restoration of all these things. Absolutely. But he said they lost their DNA. <laughs> well, that's funny that you say that because that would be a good conclusion based on what he says here. Talk to me. They lost dominion. So he, he said they lost dominion. They didn't lose dominion. They still had dominion over the creation after the fall. <laughs> that makes no sense. That's why I said I like it when he said DNA because didn't he just say the DNA is dominion all up in them? My goodness. My goodness. They didn't lose the king. They, they didn't lose dominion. They still had dominion over creation for animals. And after this, I, I don't know what he's talking about. I, I don't know what he's talking about. Or let me say it a different way. Adam and Eve lost the kingdom. So that's why. Watch what they call Jesus. The second Adam. Why would you call him the second Adam? Because he showed up to restore to humanity what the first Adam lost. So all Jesus is doing is restoring a, a dominion in a kingdom. Again, nothing about sin, nothing about uh, need for justification. Guys, this falls miserably short of what the Bible teaches. Miserably short. That's why his first message, repent. Yes, repent because sin, <laughs> which you haven't mentioned once in this sermon yet. My goodness. For the kingdom is here. He literally, he literally. I'd be like these people right here. Look, I'm walking out at that point. Look at them on the right. They're like, I got to get up out of here. Hold on. <laughs> Look, I'm leaving he too. literally said, I'm bringing kingdom back to the earth. And when you accept me, you get back your dominion. Don't I thought we were born with it. Like I said, this, this there's so much scripture twisting and uh, contradicting himself. It's, it's just amazing. The reason I'm a Christian is not just to go to heaven. The reason I believe in Jesus so I can get my dominion on this earth. I need to be able to expand the kingdom here. That was why I was born. So he says he's not just a Christian to get to heaven. Don't worry. Um, he's a Christian because he wants to get the kingdom here. 
So, Mike Todd, if you didn't get an earthly kingdom, you wouldn't want to be a Christian? Makes no sense, man. Ike Moore says, any truth nugget Mike does have sometimes is drenched in too much blasphemy sauce to be appreciated. Also, why is his sermon two hours? What does he have to say for the length of a Marvel movie? <laughs> Absolutely. We appreciate the super chat. Absolutely. he, It's freestyling for two hours. Again, let's check this out. That, that's all. I'm trying to break this down to the simplest form so you can understand why you have to have dominion. It is the expansion project of God. Hey, I want to take over a new territory. I need somebody to do it. I need somebody to go into the special needs community on earth and, and, and give me what heaven is on earth. I need somebody to go into the music industry and I need them to get what's in heaven and bring it on earth. I need somebody to go into the government system and get what I already have in heaven. I need to get it on earth. I need somebody to go into the beauty industry and get what's already in heaven and I need to bring it to earth. I need somebody to go into the church. You didn't think we needed the heaven in there, but it's just become as corrupt as everything else. I need somebody to get what I have in heaven. Yeah, you called it. I need, I need. God is needy. That's what I titled this section. God is just so needy. I need, I need, I, I, I need, I, I, you know, God can't do all this. He just needs man so much to do all this stuff. I mean, I don't know. How he reads the Old Testament where God is just invading, intruding into human history. Right? Doesn't sound like a, a, a God who needs man. Yeah, this is seven mountain theology, right? Dominion theology. Absolutely. But check this out. The enemy has lied to you that you're not creative. It's in your DNA. It may not be a song or a sculpture or a painting. But it may be the way to solve a problem. It may be an administrative thought. It may be organizing. But in your DNA, part of your dominion is to be created. He made you in his image and his likeness. But y'all don't believe the Bible, man. This is why certain things bother you that don't bother other people. Because it's trying to agitate the solution out of you. Oh, my God. I just said a mouthful right there. Mike Todd says, we don't believe the Bible. After he just got up saying God is super needy, dependent upon us. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They need to put him on the new American gospel. <laughs> hey, uh, Brandon Kimber, if you do, hey, shout out to your boy. I'll, I'll be accepting interviews, right? <laughs> My goodness, man. Um, My goodness. Well, let's get some more. To us, a son is given, and the government, the kingdom, the reign shall be upon his shoulder. He got the whole thing on his back. Now, remember, he's describing kingdom as something that's in us, you know, you know that we, we're carrying out. Watch for when guys flip the script on you real fast. You got to pay attention to stuff like this. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government, his kingdom, his basilia, and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. 
We think that's a nice thing. Notice it's the zeal of the Lord that'll do this. But he just got done telling us we're going to be doing this and God needs us to do this. See, so I'm saying it doesn't make any sense. At Christmas time, that's king language. He said, I put the whole thing on my back. When I came, kingdom on my shoulders. Like, Yeah, well, all right, let's, let's check out. We got a few more clips, all right. So, so, so we have a king. Somebody say Jesus is king. Okay, so if we're also going to have a kingdom, a kingdom needs domain. Heaven is God's domain, okay? He has domain in heaven. He wants to, this is a good word for you to understand it, duplicate it on earth. He wants to duplicate heaven on earth. Um, See, this is why Mike Todd has an over-realized eschatology. Let me introduce you to that word if you haven't heard it. It's, he's not entirely false that God is going to duplicate heaven to earth. The problem is he thinks that's now where my Bible tells me the new heavens and the new earth. That's something future when he he uh, consummates all things. Right. But Mike Todd's like, no, now this is the overrealized eschatology. This is wrong with the prosperity gospel to those people who believe uh, everybody right now. It's God's will for them to not be sick and, and, and all this. And we're, we're actually going to get into that. So. I want people to stop telling me this guy isn't prosperity gospel after we finish this sermon. Maybe even an easier way to think about it. God wants to franchise heaven. So like you got McDonald's, you got heaven, you know, you just got heaven on every block. <laughs> like, what does that even look like? Very interesting. But Mike Todd says he's too busy to sin. Now, I don't think they can handle no more today. All right. Yeah, me neither. Y'all want to be Christians. <laughs> Yeah, duh. <laughs> but watch what he says. <laughs> they want to be Christians. They just want to go to heaven. I want to rule on this earth. I want to take up my space on this earth. This is why I don't got time for sin. Oh, God. Uh, you're so preoccupied with not watching pornography and not jacking off and not sleeping with this person and not stealing from this person. I got too much to take over. I got too much to do. I only got 60 years, 70 years, 80 years, 33 years. I only got so much time. I don't got time to be sneaking around and doing childish stuff. When I was a child, I acted like a child. But when I understood my kingdom authority, I put away childish things. So he's too busy to be sinning because he's got to take over something. Again, <laughs> heaven is, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I love this quote, take heed lest you fall, Mike. This is why I don't, this is just very boastful. First of all, we get our strength from the Lord. You know, any time you haven't sinned, you better give the glory to Christ when you, you know, pass temptation, right? When you pass a test. I you know I, I, that's why I, I trouble when people are like, you know, they go on Facebook. Uh, man, I haven't, you know, looked at pornography in 33 days. I think that's foolish. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You just. He speaks about himself a lot. It's all Mike Todd. First of all, Mike, you are not growing the kingdom. God is. God is doing this. 
But watch what he says. Because this, this part, this is when you're trying to be deep and create different classes of Christians where you say stuff like this. But there's another level that you can go to than just being an heir. Watch this. We are, watch this, ambassadors of the kingdom. Okay, so, so, so this word ambassador, the, the, most people will only know it like they hear somebody say, I'm a brand ambassador. Like on social media, I wear this or I use this makeup. I'm a brand ambassador. Well, that's pretty much what God wants us to be. No, not really. <laughs> ambassador carries for. So, again, this is why you got to go back to, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, biblical language. Uh, biblical time to see how they use ambassador. This is not like a social media ambassador, Mike Todd. I know that's culturally relevant to you. Ambassador carries forth uh, duties from a king, right? In olden days, the ambassador would carry forth a message from the king. You know, the king has said they would go out in the public square and they would declare, thus saith the king, what the king has given to them to say. They didn't have authority to change the message. They didn't make it more palatable if people didn't like it. Hey, this is what the king said. They rolled open that scroll. The king says this. It don't matter if you like it. It's not really carrying forth the social media ambassador. Oh, he's popular. He's culturally relevant. That's not what is going on in ambassador. But anyways. He wants us to be the billboard of what it looks like when somebody is clothed in heaven. <laughs> I thought if anybody takes that role, it would be Christ. I mean, I mean, <laughs> anyways, yeah, yeah. God wants you to be a social media expert, bro. You, you didn't know? You got to figure out these algorithms, get these thumbnails down. That's the kingdom of God, apparently. <laughs> I'm about to put in some, yeah, I'm about to put in some stock to Chick-fil-A because that's the kingdom. I'm joking, by the way, <laughs> just in case it was obvious. My accents, my talk, my language, my family, not perfect, but progressing. He wants you. There's a difference between somebody who wears Jordan and somebody who's sponsored by Jordan. It, none of, by the way, none of this has to do with the Bible. I'm just letting you know, just in case anyone's confused. They get releases that don't come out. They get to try stuff before it happens. God's saying, I will give you special access to information and technologies in heaven. I will. Whoa. Guys, it's frustrating because it's like, where is this? Where is this in the Bible? If you become an ambassador, not just a Christian, ambassador. And guys, he's going to make that distinction here in a second. Um. Then he'll give you special access to technology in heaven. Where does the Bible say there is technology? Again, I'm very weary of people who spend all their time on like what's in heaven. Because if you read the Bible, the Bible doesn't actually make a large emphasis on it, especially what's in heaven. Matter of fact, what did what did what did the Apostle Paul say? I saw things that. Hey, I, I, I couldn't even utter. But a Mike Todd can utter all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, God giving out Jordans before they come out. Let's go. Let me be honest with real with you. I've never worn Jordans in my life, so that ain't appealing to me. <laughs> you know, you know, you give me a new camera, you know, I might be excited about the kingdom. 
Not, man, the kingdom is exciting and glorious because the king's there. Just open your Bible, bro. Give us, give the people, and you got people yelling, ah! You ain't getting none of that technology in hell. And it is not in heaven. Not that we know about. Yeah, we finally get to be in the presence of God. Finally. Finally. And you worried about a dumb iPhone and Jordans? My goodness. See, this actually gets people to not to long for heaven, but to long for materialism. This is a great way to get people to commit idolatry. My goodness. Let's see what else he has to say. Show you stuff before the things are happening, but I need you to be my, everybody say ambassador. I don't really claim Christian that much. We know. Because that word in culture means a lot of different things. I'm a kingdom ambassador. Like, like, like I'll, I'll use Christian for people if that's the only thing, but what I know my identity is, I'm, a, I'm an ambassador. When I walk into somewhere, the reason I treat people a certain way is because I don't represent me. The reason you can go off on people is because you think you can go off on people. I'm sorry you have that luxury. I don't have that luxury to go off on people in the comments. When they talk about me, I have to pray for them because my Bible constitution says that I pray for those who despitefully use me. Oh, now you want to obey the Bible. How about you obey the Bible when it says preach the word, pastors? How about you, 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 you obey the Bible, you obey the word when it says give them the milk no longer the meat? Don't give me this super pious, well, my Bible says not to, you, you don't care what the Bible says, you've been giving them your opinion this whole sermon. Don't, don't, don't tell us, you, you, well, the Bible constitute how I live, you, you ain't been doing none of that in this sermon. What are you talking about, bro? What are you what are you talking about? I don't represent me. I represent the kingdom of heaven. And this is the difference. You wouldn't represent the kingdom when you went on the Breakfast Club. When you was inward this, inward that. Did God tell you to say that, Mike Todd? I'm, I mean, come on now. Don't <laughs> don't pipe up your own holiness. Between a Christian and an ambassador. You can still sleep with people and live however you want and come to church when you're a Christian. When you're a kingdom ambassador? No, you cannot. This is the old kind of free grace theology where, you know, Christians, you know, they still live worldly, but disciples, that's the serious people. This is actually creating a dual class in the body. No, Christians can't sleep with their girlfriend. <laughs> I... What is he talking about? Where does the Bible present this? You can still use other substances to find peace when you're a Christian. No, you can't. You can drink. You can do wine. You can do alcohol. You can do weed. You can do gummies. You can do... Well, first off, Mike, uh, most, of, most of the things you actually named wasn't sin. Drinking wine or alcohol is not a sin. <laughs> Getting drunk is the sin, so... But I guess when you're seriously committed, you're an ambassador. Ambassadors are really serious, but Christians, you know, they kind of like the, the JV squad of Christianity. 
Adderall. You can do whatever you need to when you're a Christian. But when you're a kingdom ambassador, he said he is the prince of peace. He, he said that he will give me peace that passes all my... Now, watch this. After preaching holiness, right, which I have no problem with doing. I have no problem with peop people, you know, telling Christians, you know, but I don't create a class between ambassadors or Christians, but I have no problem with saying, hey, um, you know, be holy, right? For the Lord is holy. But after preaching that, watch what he goes and says. This, this is like the irony of ironies. <laughs> I represent the king or re-present the king. This is all I've been trying to do. The whole time, all eight years I've been in ministry, I've taken hits. People think I'm from the devil. The people, all, kind of, all I'm trying to do is let you know you don't got to wear a suit to get close to God. I mean, I don't know many people who have taught that, but go ahead, bro. All, all, I'm, all I'm trying to let you know is that you can, you can have been addicted to everything. And if you actually give your allegiance to the king, he can transform your life. All I'm trying to let you know is you can go to the beach with your wife and love your wife and wear a bathing suit <laughs> and not be in sackcloth and ashes. I want to let you know <laughs> people are weird. People are weird for caring about modesty, but he just got telling us ambassadors are the real serious people. But, you know, if you go to the beach and tell people, hey, you probably shouldn't wear that bikini that's that's tucked up between you, you know, you know, you probably shouldn't go off with your shirt off and be showing everything. People are weird, bro. That's modesty. <laughs> what is he talking about? One of the convictions I had, um, you know, years ago. You know, I probably was early in my Christian walk, maybe two, three years. Um, you know, if I go swimming or something, I, I wear a shirt. You know, I know that's usually like a big guy thing, right? <laughs> I know that's a you know, big, generally a big guy thing. But I was convicted about modesty. You know, I even did a, 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 a video on Christian modesty for men because I don't think it's talked about enough. You know? Um, but he just, people are weird for, you know, having convictions about modesty. <laughs> like, yes, I don't think it's wise for Christians to wear, you know, w women, <laughs> uh, bikinis and men to go off on their, the beach with their shirts off. I don't think it's wise that, you know, I don't think I'm legalistic about it, but I just don't, you know, yeah, it's like now, now people have a conviction about things and he's like, people are weird, you know? People are weird. No, people have standards. See, when it's you, it's standards. It's it's ambassador standards of the king. But then when people say, hey, bro, I don't think you should do that. Oh, y'all weird. Christian's weird. Now, bro, we ambassadors around here now. <laughs> I think modesty is a uh, issue that could be definitely taken more serious. It's 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 one of those sins that aren't it's that aren't really popular to preach about. Modesty, gluttony, you know. Many things you, you tell someone, hey, bro, probably don't eat, eat that third cheeseburger. You being legalistic. All right, bro. What I mean, you know. Yeah, bro. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. And, and my wife agrees with this. So it's not like I'm, I'm. I mean, she would not be able to go to a beach with like a bikini Matter of fact, I don't even really like going to beaches because it's like, why would I want to put my, I'm not laying that standard on anybody. I'm just saying this is for me. 
I don't go with my, my shirt off, you know, but I think it's an issue that we need to talk about more. And, um, but yeah, Hey, I'll let y'all think about it. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You stop going to the gym cause you want a modest body. <laughs> you know, funny enough, I built a home gym or me and my wife, we got a, you know, a gym in a garage. Cause man, the, the gym is like the worst place for this, man. It's like, you look around and you're like, Am I at the club? Like, anyways. Um, but yeah, just some thoughts. But, you know, that's because we're ambassadors around here, guys. <laughs> but check this out. Now, I want you to understand how powerful citizenship is. Because when you get citizenship, you get rights. When you get rights, rights are non-negotiable. That's why I believe that Jesus never in the Bible says anything about membership. What? What? And, and, and hold on, let me actually play this. You will not find membership in the Bible. So Jesus never said anything about membership. And you will not find anything about membership in the Bible. <laughs> That's why I say if Mike Todd says something, go and look it up. Because, I again, I've never seen someone more wrong about basic biblical points than Mike Todd. The Bible does talk about membership. What is he talking about? What I mean, the Bible does talk about it and Jesus speaks about it. I mean, the famous church discipline te uh, text in Matthew 18 is, is addressing the body, which the, we know from Scripture, the body has many members. Romans 12, 4 through 5, for as in one body we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body. In Christ and individually members of one another. What I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah, yeah. You won't find crazy faith offering in the Bible yet. He preaches it. <laughs> the body is compromised of members. What is he talking about? I, I, again, the it's like, does Mike Todd write his own sermons? Does does Mike Todd write his own sermons? That's the question. The Bible does talk about, you know what? Let me read this verse because this is funny because he says it, it talks about citizens, but not members, right? Well, Ephesians 2, 19. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. What is he talking about? What is this man talking about? Like, bro, all you had to do was to do a quick, quick shirt, quick search, membership, Bible. You would have had a plethora of verses to choose from. A plethora. <laughs> Numerous, innumerable verses to choose from. I don't know how he whiffed so bad on that point. Numerous verses. I mean, my goodness, just, just type in. The Bible talks about the household of God, which actually is synonymous. It's like a body of members. 
guys, (laughs) yeah, Mike Todd preaches to people he knows will not confront him. Yeah. Yeah. But let's continue on this point because he says something very prosperity gospel-ish. Because members don't have rights, but in a citizenship. But citizens don't have rights, but members don't, even though we read a text which called the citizens and members. <laughs> what is he? Again, don't know his Bible. Y'all don't read y'all Bible, man. You have, everybody say, I have rights. So because you're a citizen of heaven, healing is not an option. Healing is a... He literally says, by his stripes, you... What's the next one? Next, next one. Word. Everybody says, are healed, will be healed. He said, this is already done in heaven. It's a part of the rights of my citizens. I do not want to hear another word about Mike Todd not being prosperity gospel after this. Let's go to this verse. Let's go to this verse. Because many prosperity gospel people use this verse and twist it. The, 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 the verse is found in actually Isaiah 53, but it's quoted and explained in 1 Peter 2, right? It says, and while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, speaking of Jesus, but kept entrusting to himself him who judges righteously. Verse 24, here's our text. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds, you were healed. The wounds being healed is actually an explanation of what came before. It speak the, the healing Christ uh, guaranteed right now. Right. Is speaking about our salvation. It's speaking about what he atoned for. Guys, the the health is something we await. This is why, you know, we'll be healed. What does Revelation say, right? Every tongue will confess, right? He'll wipe away every tear, right? All things will be consummated and made new then. But what does the Bible say now? Now is the time for suffering, Right? Now is the time that God has granted our our suffering. Not the physical healing right now, always. I mean, just read through the Bible. You see numerous people. Again, I do not want to hear another, another, another person Say Mike Todd is not prosperity gospel after that. Right. After that, where he says healing is actually guaranteed now. Matter of fact, it's your right. He states. No, healing is if God chooses to heal, it's under his sovereign granting. 
right? It's a mercy of God. It's, it's, it's not a right. It's not a right right now. <laughs> now in heaven, again, he will not heaven, right? When things are consummated, yeah, there won't be one sick person. But again, we live in a fallen world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Castro votes. Mike Todd versus Marcus Rodgers. Who went in a bad doctor? Let me let me make that poll. <laughs> let me make a poll, man. Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, let me see here. Man, I I actually don't know who, who who uh. Man, who would I choose? I have no clue. I have no clue who I would choose. But Dr. Match. All right. Mike Todd. Marcus Rogers. Man, why? I think I would go with. I think I think Marcus Rogers give me one good sermon. I think he'll give me one good one. So I'm going to have to go with Mike Todd being the worst. <laughs> it's got to be. It's definitely got to be Mike Todd. He's probably the more heretical one. Both are heretics. But it's hard to choose, man. It's, it is it is hard. Let's see what everybody going with. Let's see what. Okay, I think. It's even, oh, 53%. Look, look. I feel like a, hey, 53-year-old Marcus Rogers. It is, it, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, more people are saying. Hold on, hold on. Let me see. Bad doctor match. Hold on. I think I may have to. Wait, wait. I think I need to clarify the question. I'm going to end the poll. I, I'm going to end it. I got to re, I got to re, I got to uh, re-clarify this. When I say bad doctor, you're picking the person who you think uh, would lose. Because I don't think I was clear in that. Not. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. I got I to. Hold on. Bad doctor. Bad you're picking, you're picking the, no, you're picking the person that you think would actually be able to, to do a good sermon, at least one. Okay. So MT for Mike Todd, MR for Marcus Rogers. I could say, I'm a, I would have to choose Marcus Rogers. I, 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 I kind of hurt in my throat when I said that. So pick the person that you think would actually be able to uh, preach a good sermon, at least one. All right. <laughs> Preach one. I, I think, I think, I think, uh, I've heard more truth from Marcus Rogers than Mike Todd, to be honest. All right, let's see where we at. See, more people, how is more people choosing Mike Todd? I don't know how this is happening. Okay, hold on. We even it out more. Marcus Rogers is in the lead. Let's go. <laughs> how am I cheering for Marcus Rogers right now? <laughs> oh, he said, oh, man, this is. Someone said I need another option. Pe more, hey, more people go on Marcus. Sadly, we gotta admit, someone send this to Marcus and say, "Hey, I, I can real recognize real, <laughs> real recognize real." Yeah, I think hey, more people are choosing Mike Marcus Rogers. So he'll say this is hard. Yeah, it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. No lie. Uh, no lie. I think that's all the clips we got. There is something I do want to share. 
Hey, Young Don is live. <laughs> do a do a Young Don live review. Uh, hold on a second. I gotta check something real quick. Uh, Alright, let's see what y'all say Hey, are my friends who were defending Mike Todd still here? Yeah, more hey, more people going with Marcus Rogers, man Hey, I don't blame you Are my friends who were defending Mike Todd still here? Because, hey, I might have them to come on And they can... Um, they can tell me all the things they don't like about what I'm doing, you know, so let's see. Are they still here? Yeah. If he can heal, why is he not in the hospitals? Yes. He, if he has the same power as God and in his DNA, run it out. Why, why does not Mike Todd and Tulsa hospitals, you know, great question. You know, great question. So, some of you guys may not have known, but me and my wife, we, um, <laughs> hold on, Marcus about to say, come up here Yeah, I love when he do it. I like that. I actually like that. Come up here <laughs> Some of you guys might have known, me and my wife, we're adopting. We released our first episode of our adoption journey. Hey, man, if you guys want to, uh, I, hey, man, if you're watching, go and subscribe right now. Hold on. Let me make that a a pinned tweet right now or a pinned, pinned comment. Go and subscribe to the channel, man, if you would be so kind to do. Check out the channel. We're going to be dropping some more episodes. And so, yeah, we'll appreciate you greatly if you would. He said, uh. No, no Young Dom review. Y'all want a live Young Dom review? Um, yeah, yeah, live Young Dom review. I don't know if we can handle that because you never know what that man's going to say. I appreciate those who have subscribed to the Williams Adoption Journey. Carbot, cardboard box props or eating cookie props. Oh, man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Sister says she describes. I'm all about supporting brothers and sisters who are buying the word and truth. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we were, we were convicted quite some time ago about adopting because we were listening to some Vody Bakum. Man, he has some convicting sermon. If you don't want to adopt, don't listen to Vody Bakum <laughs> on adoption. Man, it's super convicting. No, but we 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 always had that desire to adopt. Uh, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that in the episode. Um, he says Mike Todd in Tulsa Yes he's in Tulsa He may actually begin his doctrine reviews from Raymond Under Kenneth Hagen Because they teach me in the same view he does It's possible him as well But he definitely gets them from um, He definitely gets them from uh, Miles Monroe as well You know But yeah he's Man the Tulsa is like Heresy lane Like You got a Oral Roberts That man had produced some of the most Terrible false teachers uh, at Oral Roberts University, uh, things like that. Rama, yeah. Um. <laughs> Man, what happened to the guys? 
what happened to the guys who said they uh they they you know I was misrepresenting uh Mike Todd and all that? Man, I don't know what happened, man. I, I if they would like to come on, you know, I can give them a few minutes. Give them a few few minutes of my time and we can uh um, it says, can I have children if you don't mind me asking? See, those are the things we're going to talk about on the adoption channel. See, that's why you got to go subscribe to the Williams Adoption Journey. We're going we're gonna to talk about some of those things because those those things are generally what people, you know, ask. And, and I don't mind the questions, um, but we'll, we'll talk about that on the uh, channel there and uh, why we are adopting. Matter of fact, that's going to be our next episode. So I appreciate the question, y'all. Uh, let's see what else. <laughs> yeah, Mike Todd and Marcus both love Miles Mar Monroe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, I kept telling people since I, I moved to Oklahoma, I've heard more heresy than anywhere, and this is the Bible will. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I live in the Dallas area, and so I'm not too far from Tulsa. I'm like three hours away. Man, one day I'm going to have to show up to uh, Transformation Church. Um, I'm going to have to show up to Transformation Church and uh, give a give a greeting to uh, Mike Todd. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what happened to what happened to my man? What happened to Cuse? What happened to him? Who was my? You got to watch the beginning of this video. Or halfway, we 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 talked about Miles Monroe. Man, dudes will say some of the most wildest thing to me. You're prideful, arrogant, uh, all this, and then um, when I invite them on, they don't they don't, either don't show up or they've long gone, right? I don't know if you guys remember a few a couple. Oh, it might have been a month or so ago. Uh, dude showed up. His he had the car. He had his phone in his car and dude just like never showed back up. He's like video. I don't know what happened with that video. You know, yeah, man. A lot of these Christians is ducking the smoke. I want all the smoke. <laughs> that, video, that, that clip gets funnier every time I listen to it. Cause it's like the epitome of what Marcus does not want. Right. <laughs> I want all the smoke yet. You don't, <laughs> you know, not gonna lie, this is my favorite Marcus Rogers clip, though. Jingle bells, jingle bells, I'm not going to hell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying, man. Yeah, yeah, I'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah Transformation Church would not let me in. <laughs> they probably would not let me in. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> there are the bars. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> They were like, wow, I can't defend that. I, God needs us? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are they at? Uh, what are Mike Todd defenders, man? They, they be all in the comment section, man. They be all on the comment section. But... Hey, I, I try to be fair and gracious to people. I don't, you know, I don't do a lot of yelling. You know, sometimes I get passionate and preach, but when, you know, when people are on, I, you know, I, I feel like I'm respectful and 
allow them to make their points as long as they're not filibustering. You know, and I try to give people an opportunity, you know, but I, I don't like being called prideful, you know, just because I disagree with their their favorite teacher. You know, so I try to provide opportunity for them to come on. And it's like when it's time to show up, they be like, no, 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 no. you know, they don't, they, you know, you, you can't build straw mans when it's face to face, you know, do you want to build a straw man? You know, I mean, I'm like, let's talk. Let's build. Let's hey unity, right? I'm all for unity. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, man. Hey. They were talking bold in the beginning, right? They were talking bold in the beginning, man. Like, yeah. Um, let's see. Someone said, what platform do I use for live streaming? Ecamm. I like Ecamm, man. Ecamm's been good to me for years. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that God needs us was a no-go. You can't defend that. The Mike, the Mike Todd defenders are currently unsubscribing to Transformation. Probably a Mike Todd DM saga. <laughs> hey, hey, I made them believers. Well, you know what? Not me. Not me, but. God did. God did. All the glory goes to him, right? God made them believers. They coming in Mike Todd DMs like this. Mike Todd, I was watching uh, this K-Dub True channel. All things theology. You said God needs us. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Hold on, hold on. Someone say something. Did someone say something? Someone say something. I don't see it. Yeah, man, I like respectful conversations, man. I'm all for respectful conversations. Hey, if I can talk to Joe Lumen live, I could talk to anybody live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could talk to anybody live. You know? <laughs> yeah, hey, Julia, I, how I, I, I'm curious to, I don't know if you want to jump on real quick if you're interested. Yeah, totally if you're interested. Let's hear a testimonial from a former transformation church would y'all like to hear that i would i mean if you got time julia i mean let me know i'll drop a link in here only for julia if she wants to come in or a mike todd proponent <laughs> either one i'll take either at this point <laughs> yeah julia if you would like to come on in let me know uh in the chat and do like a little quick little interview off the cusp Former Transformation Church member. I, I just kind of want to, and obviously you don't have to embellish your story if you come on. But I just kind of, I'm curious how 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 it was, you know. Um, just drop the link in the chat if she would like to come on in. Um, if not, hey, some people camera shy. I get it. My wife's super camera shy. <laughs> uh, my wife's super camera shy, and so she'd be like, I'll be like, look, you got to do it this way. My wife be like this. No, 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 no. Like, come on, honey. Yeah, Tracy, if you would like to come on. I, I just want to hear a story. Or, not Tracy, Julia. Julia, if I'd like to hear your story. 
she's still here, man. She, did she leave? Uh, hello? Hello? <laughs> Hold on. Where's my, where's my... I got a sound effect for that, too. You know? Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, they want you in here, Julia. Don't 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 do me like don't leave me like this. Don't leave me like this, you know. Please don't. Don't leave me like this now. They get quiet in the chat, Julia. <laughs> no, I mean if you can, obviously that's fine. But if you would like to. Um, <laughs> so I like your jingle bells. I'm not going to hell. Hey, we got a lot of people. A lot of people lately. I've been saying I'm going to hell, so I got to let them know. Yeah, she ran. She heard the Mike Todd sermon and ran for the hills. Hey, that's good. Hey, that is good. That is good. Yeah, she dipped on me. You know, she she you know, kind of. Kind of sad now, you know? Hey, you know, I mean, some people get karma shy. At least let me know in the chat, though, you know? I mean, <laughs> you know, I did talk to one um, Transformation Church member. Um, He still goes there. I need to hit him up, actually. And be like, what do you think about your boy saying God needs us? You know, which sermon was worse, this one or his um, or his Trinity one? If Julia got on camera wearing I left transformation to get transferred, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> Julia, where are you though? Where are thou? Someone asked, have I ever heard of Curry Blake? Is that come some kind of Indian dish? I have never heard of Curry Blake. They're they're a pastor or something? Never heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need those t-shirts for sure. I left Transformation Church to be transformed. <laughs> you know how hilarious that is? <laughs> We're in a Transformation Church. Bro, that would be the epic troll. <laughs> that would be the epic like wow yeah the trinity one was bad i'm not sure which one was worse this one or the trinity one i'm not sure a lot of people are talking about curie blake is she a pastor he a pastor i i don't know i don't know um yeah, okay. Butchering the Trinity is bad, but not worse than Roger's video on God. Yeah, that one was like the epic one. Okay. That was pretty bad. Okay, he's a pastor. Okay, I have to listen to him. Check him out. He said, this is the longest I've listened to Mike Todd, so this one. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, you missed half of it, man. Hey, we, we, we got to do some. But you've already seen the worst stuff, so. <laughs> Uh, John G. Lake Ministries. I've never even heard of that person. I, 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 uh, I don't know them all. Let's see. Let's let's see if uh, 
Julia comes on if I just. I was hoping Julia would come on. I mean, she she ran for the hills once. I was like, Julia said, "A lot of these Christians is ducking the smoke. I want all the smoke." You know, I never seen Julia in here. She may have watched some videos. I don't know, but she was like this. Wait a minute. Who are you? She's like, I don't know you, bro. <laughs> She's like, help me, help me. You know, she's like, I don't know you like that, you know. Any plans on coming to Brooklyn, New York? Hey, man, it's always in the possibility. I would love to come to Brooklyn. He says she probably shot. Hey, she don't have to use the camera. She, we could just, I could have a little black face up here. Well, never mind. <laughs> It's, hey, you cannot say that 2023, you know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see. <laughs> hey, it is, it is only February, and we're already going to have a good end-of-the-year program, right? So yeah, she would deny you three times for the strand names. <laughs> Definitely, man. Definitely, you know? I ain't never been rejected this bad. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. You know, it's all good. You know, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna cry or anything, you know, about it. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna cry about it, you know. You know? <laughs> yeah, Dear World Christian says he has talked to a few people who left North Point Church, which Andy Stanley's pastoring at, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to be in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, which is not too far from Atlanta at the end of April. Maybe we can meet up with some folks. You know, uh, that'd be dope. So have you heard of Taylor Michael? He's a prosperity pastor who has two million followers. No, I have not. I have not. Uh, yeah, I got to take out Curry Blake. I got to put that on my list, you know? He said, hey, are you, are you in the Atlanta area or something? Yeah, I'll, I'll, so I'll say this for the adoption video, but me and my wife got to go to Birmingham, Alabama at the end of April. And so we were thinking about hanging out with some folks in Atlanta, in the area. If y'all want to do a meetup, that'd be pretty dope. You know, that'd be cool. Hey, I'm, I'm about to drop a... Oh, okay. You're in South Alabama. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to do some kind of meetup around then. I'm about to drop a project in May. So maybe I could get some shows doing... Get some shows and all that lined up. Um, stuff like that. Man, Julia just dipped on me for real. Like... I'm going to say she had to take care of the kids or something. You know, I'm going to feel a little better about myself because let me play this to make me feel better. Jingle bells, jingle bells. I'm not going to hell. You know what I'm saying? So would you ever do a video responding to a good sermon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a good idea. That'd be cool. In Georgia. So you got a lot of people on this channel from, from Georgia. Yeah, ATL meetup, man. We'll, we'll, we'll have to plan that. 
Cause we man, we got some good people in Atlanta. We got Deer Road Christian. We got um, Rick Caldwell. We got who else? We got April Sister April Chapman. You know, I'm trying to go to G3 this year, so might be out there again. So never know, never know. Um, yeah. Well, if Julia is gonna leave me hanging. <laughs> We may end this. We go two and a half hours, man. It's pretty, pretty, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's picking up the kids from the school. Don't worry about it, Julia. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Maybe next live. What's the point of this live? Start from the beginning. You'll find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my wife is saying, let's go grill. Let's go grill. All right. All right. I'm coming. Follow the adoption journey. Uh, yeah, yeah, follow the adoption journey channel. Uh, get some more videos coming out soon. I am looking forward to that. Yeah, man, get that get that fat fatted calf, not the golden calf, ready. I enjoy this video. I enjoy this. Uh, yeah, it didn't seem like two and a half hours. Yeah, it went by fast, but we'll have some more videos this week. Look forward to them. Thank you guys for watching with me. It's been a fun one. Y'all know how we do it here. All Grace things theology. Grace and peace, y'all. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Hey, till the next time, y'all. Grace and peace.